Well, just so you know, if you weren't aware, you were created to be an expression of heaven. And if you notice around us, there's darkness all over the world. There's darkness all around us. And, and God has designed us to be the light where we go. And so we're all expressions. I was, I was thinking back to the beyond, to the distance, the beyond to cross over, the beyond as we looked at going even beyond time and praying to a God who's a be, beyond the dimensions that we live in. And how do we step into that? And I was reminded of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Can we turn to that today? I was reminded of the verse that was in the video, and as we sang about it today, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, says, Now to him who is able, everybody say able, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Now the King James Version says, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. I love how the New Inter International Version says it. It says, immeasurably more. In other words, put away your tape measures. Put away the way you make goals and celebrate. Put it away. You can't measure what God is able to do. That's the God we serve. That's the God of beyond. And he said, now to him, the Lord, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power. Everybody say power. you got to understand that he has a power that is beyond yours. He has a power that's beyond what you've seen. He has a power that's beyond what we've experienced. His power is immeasurably more than we could ever ask or think, than we could ever comprehend or try to wrap our heads around. This is the God we serve. How many are thankful that we serve a God that's above what we can ask or think? Come on. Because at my best day, I can't dream good enough for my family. On my greatest moment, I can't dream big enough for this church. On my greatest time, I can't think great enough for our creative business. I can't think great enough for my kids' future. I can't plan like that. But I serve a God. Come on, somebody. I serve a God who does and is able to do immeasurably more than I can even come up with. Help yourself to the Sharpies down here. They might be thick notes. You might be only able to give five words on your notes, but help yourself. <laughs> Katie Rose, I thought you were just, uh, you know, flooding the altar. I thought you were ready to go, you know, just... I need to respond to the word. <laughs> this has been an extravagant year of this church. And I want to just stop and pause, if I could, in this comma of the year and just say thank you. Say thank you. Me and Ashley were, were reflecting on the past six years and how amazing it's been. And we thought about the incredible individuals that have been surrounding us and the family that God has blessed us with. And it's incredible to look around this room and see who has struck the ground. I don't know if you know that story, but the story is of the king who uh, struck the ground. The prophet told him to strike the ground, and so he struck it once, twice. And the prophet said, ah, oh, if you would have kept striking, you would have defeated, but you stopped. And I want to say thank you for those in this room who didn't stop. When it was hard, when it looked difficult, when it looked like we had nowhere to go, when it looked like we were wandering, and we were, we were in my house, we had nowhere to meet and gather, uh, those in this room didn't stop. 
we stood beside and we struck the ground. And that striking of the ground is bringing victory to this land. It's bringing victory to our families. It's bringing victory to our next generation. It's bringing victory to the youth. It's bringing victory. And so we serve a God who is able to do more than we could ever imagine. Immeasurably more. We can't even put a tape measure to it. And as I was reflecting on our lives, I was thinking about what we brought to God. And it's kind of a joke, uh, you know, throughout our life. When <laughs> I remember I was in Bible college, and I didn't even finish Bible college. And my, my dad said, come and be the youth pastor of our, of our church. Because the youth pastor was moving on, and he was becoming a pastor in a different state. So he's like, you, you should come. And I, I laughed because all I brought to the Lord was this unschooled, willing yes. Hadn't even been done with my certification. Wasn't even a certified minister yet. But trust me with your youth, I'll, I'll, I'll love them. And I remember the day when me and Ashley got married and I moved her from Kansas City into the rough of PA. Let's go, baby. From the Midwest, where everybody takes out your groceries to the trunk, to the Philly, where you do it yourself. I remember meeting a youth group of 15 and believing God for great things. And in that moment, God superseding our thoughts and imagination and growing that youth group to 250 where we could barely be contained in the basement that we were meeting in. I remember the day when we said, let's launch a church. That's a great idea. Let's go to Philly. Why not? Right there. We fell in love with the city. And it's funny when you're in the middle of something because when God breaks your heart, how many know you can love the unlovely? I'm not saying Philadelphia is like that, but I'm just saying where we were didn't make sense for us to get out of our comfort zone and come to Philly. It's like, you good. You living in land. You living in a comfortable paycheck and lifestyle. Like, everything's good. And God said, move to Philly. And we said, we can't wait. And I remember the first year coming here, we were able to serve over 10,000 guests with a million dollars worth of goods and services alongside of 75 plus churches and over 100 businesses in our first year. And all we brought was a lousy yes. Yes, we're here, God. We're here. I think about all those in this room that when we walked into this space, they said, what could be? And we talked to the team. All right. Are we ready for this? And the individuals that were with us said, yes, let's do it. And to think of already the partnerships and the next generation that has come through these doors and have been blessed by this ministry because of your yes. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that, you can ask or think. I look around this room, man, I look around this room and I think, of all the yeses that are in this room today. I think of a, a Sean and Robin that said yes when it didn't make sense. Said yes, we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll serve, we'll, we'll give. And I think about even the journey that they're on right now, starting their business and creative. And I think about all the lives that are being transformed by your creativity, by your worship, by your heart for the Father. And now we are seeing seeds and fruit and harvest out of your creativity, out of your yes. Think of Lorenza coming to Philadelphia, right? And starting something that 
was in your heart. Making healthy, good food. And let me say, tell you, that shouldn't come out of my mouth in the same sentence. Healthy and good shouldn't be together. But if you try her food, you will say the same thing. Healthy and good can be together. Tasty and yummy. She said yes. She walked in and the Lord blessed and now is able to bless others. Man, you walk into that space, it's so lit up from the joy of the Lord. It's incredible what God can do with the yes. I think of Kirby. She's talking the most until I get to talk to her. I hear you. Thank you for preaching back to me today. I think of Kirby's yes, because Kirby's was a no. I came to her and I was like, hey, would you ever think about leading the kids? And I, you're so good, you're a teacher. It just, it makes sense in your heart. We just feel like the Lord is pressing. And she said, no. I said, well, will you pray about it? She said, sure. She prayed about it. God, God absolutely rocked her world. Then she came back. She said, okay, I have to. We're like, okay, let's do this thing. And the Lord has blessed her. I think of all the children who have come through Change Kids and my kids who are rock solid in the Lord. Put them in any environment and they're rock solid in their faith. I think of all the kids that are coming in through these outreaches and coming into that space where the Lord is blessing exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think. It's immeasurably more when we bring it to God. Beyond. I want to look at Mark chapter 6 today. Mark chapter 6 talks about the time when Jesus and his disciples were going to a remote place to get away. They had been in ministry for a very long time, so they thought they would just get away and go to a place where no one knew about. Well, word got out where they were. I don't know who leaked it, but there was a mole in the gang, and they leaked it. And all of a sudden, the crowd shows up, okay? Thousands of people are showing up. So Jesus, having pity on them, even when he was tired, started to minister to the people. Started to bless them. I want to look at, um, let's go to verse 35. Let's go to verse 35. So we see a conversation between Jesus and his disciples. So it's getting late in the day. If you can just put yourself there, right? Everybody's hearing the message, and maybe Jesus is, is going a little long, and now it's starting to get dark, and so his disciples are getting worried. All right, they're good, they're good leaders. It's good leaders when they're looking out for the leader, right? <laughs> like, hey, Jesus, uh, we want to flag some things with you. So here, verse 35 says, By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the guests away, send the people away, so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. And Jesus answered, you give them something to eat. Stop real quick. I don't know what, what, uh, what you're praying over or what you're believing God for. But can you just look at your neighbor and say, you do it. Can you imagine going to the Lord and saying, Lord, this is what's going on in my life. I want to flag this to you. This is the miracle that needs to take place. These are the things that need to happen in my life. I need money. I need more time. I need more energy. I need my kids need you and protection and all the, all the things. And, and Lord, Philadelphia needs love. My neighborhood needs love. My job needs a miracle. And Jesus has the audacity to look at you and say, you do it. 
Lord, the music business is crazy. There's so much devil in it. You do it. You change it. Well, there's, there's, not, there's not really a place where, where everybody can get healthy, good food. Because healthy food tastes like junk. And he looks at you and he says, you do it. You do it. Well, Lord, we want to see miracles happen in Philadelphia. We want to see God transform a city. And he looks at us and he says, you do it. Your turn. He says to his disciples, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, what? This is what we all do, right, with Jesus. What? Do you know what that would cost? That would take more than half a year's wages. Are, are we going to go and spend that much on bread and give them something to eat? Can't you just imagine the sarcasm in their voice? Lord, what, what is your plan on this? And he looks at them and he says this. And this is the, the question I want us to ask ourselves today. As the Lord is calling us to level up, to step into what he has, and to be immeasurably more. He says this. How many loaves do you have? That's the key in this story. Because the Lord wasn't looking at all the things that they had been blessed with. He was looking at what was his. He wasn't asking for riches. He wasn't asking for them to have half a year's wage in order to buy all the food. No, he said, listen, I already got plans. I'm already going to do something great. I need to know how many loaves do you have? And for you today, the Lord is asking you the same question. What's in your hand? How many loaves do you have? And then he tells them, go and see. So when they, they found out, they said, they found the little boy with the, the lunch bag. By the way, you all have a lunch bag on your seat. Those in the lounge, we have some more up here for you. But they found this boy who had brought his lunch. I don't know if he was the only one out of the thousands to think, what are we going to eat when we get out there? Or maybe he had a good mom that was like, listen, son, I've heard this Jesus. He talks and 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 he talks. You better bring a ham sandwich. You know, you better bring your fish and your bread. And so he brought his happy meal and the disciples found it and they brought it to Jesus and said, all right, this is what we have. And this is the moment where we go from what we have to the immeasurably more. It's not what's in our hands. I want you to catch this. It's not what's in your hand that matters. It's what you place into his that makes the difference. It's not that you have all this creativity and you have all the ideas and you have all the plans God knows we didn't have a plan when we came into the city. We were learning from everybody we could. We were sitting down with every pastor we knew, talking to our ARC network and saying, what'd you do? What'd you do? How'd you do it? Is anybody ever planned in a city? Like, well, what's going on? Well, we didn't have a plan. All we brought was our yes, and we placed it in his hands. Now, spoiler alert, everybody gets fed off this meal. I mean, five, what was it? How many was it? Two fish, five loaves of bread. That was it. That's not a lot. 
And the Lord blessed it. Because you see, what's in his hand is immeasurably more than what we can ask or think. What's in our hand stays the same. But when you place it in his, it becomes exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think. Everybody was fed. I like to think of it like this. The boy gave his lunch to Jesus and fed 5,000, remainder 12. Take you back to school for a second. You see, Jesus had plans already to do a miracle. And can I encourage you, friend? God already has a plan for your life. God already has a miracle in the works. He's already processed through how it's going to go. He already has the people to surround you, the resources to empower you. He already has brought the family in place. And yet, it's up to us to step in and say, here's what I have. Sometimes we are waiting on a miracle when Jesus is saying that the seed in our hand is what he needs to get things moving. <laughs> Sometimes we're praying on God to move, and yet he's waiting on the seed in our hand to be planted. We're waiting on something to grow, and yet he's waiting on us to plant. We're waiting on God to move, and yet he's waiting on us to sow. And I wonder what God wants to do in this space in the following years. See, we do celebrate the six years. God has done amazing things through this church. God's done incredible things through the people in this building. Those that have been a part of this family and have sown seeds. And this year alone, if I could just recount this year alone, this church has given sacrificially through our finances. I've seen y'all show up and give sacrificially with your time. I've seen this church pull together and say, hey, we got some talent to put in the bucket. Let's get this thing going. But can I tell you, family, that we're just getting started with what God wants to do in this city. We're just getting started with what God wants to do in this neighborhood. And I was crying as I was thinking of Isaiah and, and the scripture that, that, that the Lord called out. And who will go for us? Who shall we send? I was thinking about that as we walked into church today. As we all said, here we are. Send us. But it's the last portion of that scripture that says, set your minds on things above. Focus on what God wants to do instead of what you think you can do. So I want to ask you a simple question today. As we celebrate, we're going to get into it. We got Ant coming. He's going to bump some music. We got all the desserts you could ever think about. Food coming in. It's going to be delicious. We're going to give some prizes away. All the things. But before we get into that, I want us to think about this next chapter. As God is speaking a word of beyond over you. And asking you the question, are you ready to trust Jesus with your whole life? Are you ready to trust him with everything? Holding nothing back. 
Not saying, Lord, you could have this 80%, but man, this 20% is mine. Or, God, you know me, you made me, you knit me together in the womb, don't you know? I'm a little stubborn, so this part is mine. I'm only, I'm only asking for this part. But are you ready to say, Lord, here's full control. Here's everything. And as we walk into the next chapter, I don't want to go in on my own strength. Because what happens is when we hold our lunch, we go in with our own strength. And what do we have to go on? Five loaves and two fish. But when we say, Lord, have control. And I don't know what this looks like for you in your life. But this looks like just letting go of control. And saying, God, have your way. One of the prayers we pray in the mornings of taking the kids to school is, Lord, keep us in your will. Now, it sounds basic, but actually it's the one of the most powerful things you can pray. When you pray, Lord, keep me in your will, is literally surrendering your control to his. You're telling the Father, your will is greater than mine. So keep me in your will. I was, we were talking with the kids, and, and I was telling them the other morning, I was like, you know, when you pray that, you literally surrender all your desires, all your wants and desires. And you step into now what the Lord wants to do. And I want to ask you today, are you ready to step into what God wants for your life? Because it might look different than your plans. <laughs> I didn't plan on coming to Philly, but here I am. The Lord's plans sometimes are way out left field, and you're like, that didn't even make sense to what I've been on track for or what I went to school for. How many went to school for something way different than you're doing right now? Okay, <laughs> that's like half the room. Amen. But it's one of those things when you're in God's will, when you surrender to him, he directs your paths. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is praying over you with groans to keep you in the perfect will of God. And so are you ready? To trust God with what's to come. Are you ready to give him what's in your lunch bag? Are you ready to give him everything and see what he can do with what you have? And one thing I want to challenge you with today, and as Sean and, and the worship team come, we're going we're gonna to prophesy over our what's to come. And Jesus said a very powerful thing to the, the disciples. He said, number one, how many loaves do you have? And basically, he was helping them count their resources to understand where their source would have to come from. Have you ever been there? When you start counting the cost and you realize you don't have enough in the bank account to make it happen. <laughs> God's calling you to lead something you don't feel adequate to lead. And you start counting the cost. You're like, and he said, how many loaves do you have? Because he wanted them to see we don't have enough on our own. And this is where you have to come to. If you're going to serve God, you're going to trust him, you have to come to the understanding you are not enough. You're not enough, and you never will be. You'll never be enough. You can never grow enough or learn enough or get yourself motivated enough. You won't. You're not enough. But he said this. He said, how many loaves do you have? And then he said this, go and see. Now this is... This is what I believe that he was challenging them in the, is this. To go is to move. And to see is to have vision. What God wants to do in our lives, I believe this with all my heart, is as we move forward into the beyond, 
when God spoke this, beyond the distance, going somewhere we've never been, beyond to cross, I do believe there are going to be rivers ahead, folks, that we are going to walk through. We're going to pray and we're going to step into the river and God's going to move things as we move. And then there's the beyond of time. And this is the one I think he was spoke, speaking over the disciples when he said, go and see. Because when you see, you can believe in what God can do with what you can't see. Seeing is a very crucial thing to our walk with God. But when we see in faith, this is what I want to I challenge you with today. I want you to grab your lunch bag. Y'all use these lunch bags back in the day? You remember these? My favorite thing to do was blow them up. Bam! It was the best. I won't do it today. Because the Change Kids leader is in here, she'll get me in trouble. But I remember, <laughs> you could barely fit a sandwich and chips in here, and then it was like full. And here's what I want to do today. As you take that lunch bag, there's Sharpies up here. I want you to come, and as we worship, we're going to sing more than able. Because we, we do serve a God that is more than able to do anything we could ever think or imagine. And here's what I want you to write on this bag. What the Lord said, how many loaves do you have? I want you to recount. What has the Lord put in your hands right now? What are the dreams you're thinking over, processing over? What is the steps that God is calling you to make? Write them down. And then go and see. See, this is the most important part, is when we take that which we have, and now we believe in faith for God to move on it. I want to challenge you today as we sing this song, you are more than able. Who am I? Who am I to come against that? Who am I to think you can't do it? Let's, in this, in this moment, write those things down and say, all right, Lord, I have this. I have the time. I have this talent. I have this treasure. And Lord, if you're calling me to give it, then I'm going to go and see what God can do. I want to challenge you today to take what you have and see God move on it. Are you ready for that?